You are very welcome back to the Jack McDonald Show. Now, something we discuss quite often on this program, but without a real expert, is rap. And I think maybe we have gone all the way down to Bantry and we may, may have found one. Dre, how are things? Uh, good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Dre, well, I mean, there's a lot to talk about in the rap world. As a rap reviewer, is this a busy time of the year? Um, of course. I mean, well, it's great to see that concerts are coming back in America. I mean, we've just had Rolling Loud in Miami and Chicago. So it's just great to see massive crowds and just really put into um, visuals how much like these rappers are adored by the world. Yeah, there's been a little bit of criticism as to like kind of, I suppose, whether rap blends with concerts and some people going back and forth about it. How did you see? Uh, we had Lollapalooza, I believe, in Chicago and Rolling Loud over in Miami. Mm hmm. Um, well, I thought it was funny. I can't remember which one it was, but that um, there was a lot of Miley Cyrus fans um, waiting for Miley to come on. And Carty, Playboy Carty was on before her. And I felt I felt so bad for some of those poor Miley Cyrus fans. That's <laughs> all I'm going to say, because, I mean, Playboy Carty fans are pretty hardcore. Yeah. Um, obviously, if you're going to a hip hop concert, it's very different to if you were going to um, even a rock concert or like a folk concert or something. I mean, you're going to have a lot younger demographic and obviously a lot more energy. But I mean, it's one of my favorite places to be. And I'd love to be at one right now. What do you think generally of the Irish rap scene? Uh, it's it's a little bit interesting, to say the least. Um, it is interesting. I mean, of course, you have Reggie Snow. I mean, he's probably at the forefront of the Irish rap scene. Um, however, he didn't he wasn't really able to take it to the next level without having ties to America, which is a shame. I mean, obviously there's loads of other great Irish artists and I've made videos on them and stuff like that. Um, it's just really getting the exposure in Ireland, getting the acceptance of the public, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, but well, the, the, the talent is there. The talent is there. Well, I suppose it's something hopefully we'll talk about at another point in time. But in terms of exposure, there's one man who has pretty much it all right now. Everybody is waiting for Drake to drop Certified Lover Boy, his next album. What can we talk about this, Dre? I mean, is it coming out in the next week or week and a half? You know, sh should we be camping in line? What's going on? Well, in my mindset, Kanye is dropping. I mean, I have the faith that Kanye is dropping within the next week or two. And I cannot see Drake and Drake's um, support team around him structuring a drop for even structuring a drop around a Kanye release. It just wouldn't happen because I don't actually know who would sell more records if they both dropped on the same day. I mean, my faith would probably be in Kanye just because of all of this lead up. And I mean, it's Kanye, but it's Drake after all. So you just don't know. So... Although Certified Lover Boy is supposed to be finished, I don't know if it's come out. I mean, Kendrick Lamar was supposed to be in album mode three years ago, and we're still yet to see the products of that. So I'm holding, I'm not holding my breath, but I think we might see Kanye before Drake, and I'm really excited for it. <laughs> it would be very interesting. It would be a 50 Cent and Kanye almost rehashed. Of course, I think it was 2007 where they went head-to-head, -head, and I believe Kanye did actually outsell 50 Cent. Yeah. So it would be very interesting, but of course we've seen a very eclectic mix of music from Kanye over the last few years, from you know incredible to incredibly awful. Are you, of course, Donda? Hopefully, is coming out, or certainly I think we will get another glimpse of it come Thursday. What are you thinking? Did you watch the last live stream? What are you thinking for this one? Um, I did watch the live stream. I didn't watch it live. I watched it afterwards. However, I did watch it. 
it just adds to the mystique of Kanye. I think a lot of the things that Kanye does, it just adds to the the narrative of Kanye as a whole, as a character, as um as a musician. And it also just adds to the depth of his music. So I don't know, I was listening to it. It obviously didn't sound finished, but I mean, we know Kanye, apparently he's still living in the stadium, paying about a million dollars a day. A now, do you believe that? That's a very, a million dollars a day. It's, it's an interesting, it's a very interesting one because surely he's a huge publicity drive. I mean, I'm sure you've seen that uh, picture of him at that Atlanta United game where he seemingly just kind of popped up out of nowhere. Like, surely mm. Mercedes-Benz would pay the million, uh, you know, a day just to have Kanye as such a marketing tool. It's a very good point. And in a lot of my videos, I do try and get across the point that there's a lot more than what you just see on a surface level with music that's put, been put in front of your eyes. And maybe, possibly, I never actually thought of that. But if it is true, then apparently he is living in the most expensive real estate in the entire world, which mm. is interesting. <laughs> but... This is Kanye. I mean, for my beautiful Dark Twisted Fancy, he lived on an island, basically went out to Hawaii and just brought, booked out an entire studio and just flew all of the artists over that featured my beautiful Dark Twisted Fancy. So, I mean, we've seen crazier things from Kanye. So it could be true. It could it, be true. It's also really incredible because it's perhaps the first example we've ever seen of artists working in public. I mean, like when the Beatles were making Twist and Shout or when uh, Zeppelin or any of those old school people, we just got a finished product. We're seeing versions and it's not just because of leaks. It's because Kanye is actually showing us essentially versions of his album. So hopefully come Thursday, we're going to see a much more, I suppose, finished product, as you say. What did you think of some of the music you heard, I suppose, what was it, two Thursdays ago? Interesting, eclectic, um, some really bright stars, I would have said, but also some stuff that was almost cringeworthy at times. Well, I'll tell you now, it sounded more finished than the Pop Smoke album that came out, which was disgraceful. But I don't know, I listened to some of the snippets. I'm not a big fan of listening to snippets. I'd rather listen to a whole album. I listened to the snippets. I watched most of the live stream, which just seemed to be mostly ethereal music for half of the time. Um, you never know with Kanye, you never really know. I mean, it could like, for all we know, we could never hear any of those songs again and an album could come out with completely different set of songs. And I mean, he's just such a wild card. I really don't know what to expect, but I do have high hopes and I do have high hopes because, I mean, Jesus is King, obviously not as enjoyable. You can't really do much about that. But I feel like Kanye's come kind of got his mind back together a bit, although he is still, you know, that type of Kanye. Um, and obviously he's got huge collaborations on this album. I mean, Tyler's supposed to be on it. Travis Scott is supposed to be on it. I mean, I heard the clip with Don Tolliver and they just sound fantastic. So I'm just keeping my hopes up. I'm really am. And I'm pleased with what I've seen so far. And I have faith in, in Kanye's ability to transform good snippets into fantastic overall music, you know? Well, somebody who will really need to be keeping the faith right now is DaBaby as he faces a real onslaught. I don't know if you could call it cancellation necessarily, but it's I was it's corporate cancellation, really, because you have he made some comments at uh, Rolling Loud in Miami. He brought out uh, Tory Lanez after just directly after Meg the Stallion, which I'm sure didn't help his case anymore either. 
and ultimately he's found himself in hot water a lot of the uh, I suppose all of the upcoming shows and tours and uh, concerts have blacklisted him or at least changed him from their venue removed them so what do you make of this uh, baby situation certainly he's probably not in the best place right now well, I just find that it's funny that he wasn't cancelled when he shot someone in a Walmart, I think, <laughs> last year. Um, but of course, there's a lot of stigma around hip-hop and hip-hop lyricism and things like that regarding to homophobia and just general xenophobia. Um, and it is, like, I heard what baby said, and although it isn't the the most right-wing you know, a statement that you could that someone could have said absolutely out there. It, it you can see how someone can be offended by that, and you see how a professional um, and a celebrity cannot portray themselves in that way. And um, oh, I don't know, I don't know. It does seem like corporate cancellation, but there have been people that have come back from corporate cancellation. Um, I think only time will tell because it does. The, there is this culture now of jumping on someone and then everyone forgets about it in two weeks. So, but it does feel like the baby is also doubling down on this. It it does feel like he's kind of standing by what he said. Where when a quick small apology would have warranted, to be honest. But I don't know. I feel like I I'm more annoyed personally because those statements don't really affect me. I'm more annoyed with the. The fact that apparently Tory Lanez has shot Megan Thee Stallion and then DaBaby, a collaborator with Megan Thee Stallion, then brings out Tory Lanez. I don't know. I feel like from Megan's perspective and if all these allegations are true, then that is really a, like a horrible, horrible move from DaBaby. I mean, that is that's something that's traumatic for Megan and like, oh, not as just an artist, but, you know, you just got to think of her as a person there. Yeah, it's, it's certainly an interesting one. As you say, uh, baby is believed to have been in a violent incident which led to the uh, death of somebody in a Walmart, I believe. That was something like 18 months ago. And as you say... <laughs> Uh, you know, when I read that, it was what I was in you know, one of those uh, Snapchat uh, news articles or whatever, and I was kind of looking around, like thinking, like, is this guy not done it now? It's just kind of oh, silly, silly the baby. Look at him. Look at look yeah. at his antics. It was yeah, and then it was followed by like some story of Kim Kardashian's expensive necklace or whatever. Nothing ever really came of it, but now no. it's, it's interesting that as well he's being removed from certain playlists, and that's essentially the modern version of blackballing. You'll know much more about it than myself, but from what I believe, the majority of artists being discovered is from various playlists. And at a corporate level, if you just remove baby from a lot of these playlists, then his traffic on Spotify, Apple Music, everything like that, just cuts in half or is really non-existent. I mean, even in a small town like this, I know people, like the biggest hip-hop playlist on Spotify is Rap Caviar. And I know people... Um, in, in, in this small town and the only thing they will listen to is that playlist so it's music curated for them they don't have to do anything so to be an artist and to miss out on a playlist like that a placement it, it could be really detrimental to the numbers of a new track that you're releasing or anything like that yeah of course yeah so of course we will I'm sure we'll, we'll watch and see the baby as you say is not uh, backing down anytime soon I'd almost I, I think he tried to apologize. You, um, it's certainly it's it's a difficult one. At, at a certain point, I think you just have to put the middle finger to the mob, because the minute for I think the minute you uh, you know you let into the pressure, 
then they may devour you. It's, I think there's there's points at which you have to fold them and there's points at which you have to, to play it. And maybe you didn't apologize quick enough and get out in front of it. And at that point, there's really, I don't think there's any going back at this at this stage. That's the thing. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm This could have been over within the day that it happened. You know, it could have just been done. He could have just been like, look, I was in the moment. I've said something. I'm sorry about it. That, and then never addressed it again. And eventually... The hype from it would have just dropped off and no one would be talking about it. But now it's turned into a thing. I mean, more people have heard about it than would have originally heard about it. And it's really just kind of gotten out of hand just for the fact that I think DaBaby and DaBaby's team behind, because you've got to remember that a lot of these big artists have publicists and teams behind them. They haven't made the right moves in order to just put this to bed, because that is what the priority for artists caught in controversial situations unless your career is like absolutely on the rocks and you have to make the most of it. Like you put it to bed and you move on. I mean, there's a lot of, like loads of artists have done that before. Mm. And I think that's the best move that DaBaby's team could have gone for, but it's just gone a bit too far now. And it's got to the point where there probably either has to be complete ignorance from DaBaby of the of this mob mentality and this cancellation or a huge, massive apology. And I don't know which one would really solve it because people are fickle, you know? So... We never know. We never know. Certainly, yeah. Certainly, you don't want to be caught in a Walmart with them. Finally, Dre, mm. I was wondering, uh, your underground pick of the week is, as you say, many people in this country, will their only exposure to hip-hop will be that rap caviar playlist. So maybe you could uh, educate or inform their music palette a little bit more. Hmm, okay. So, well, big... News in the underground hip hop world. Uh, last Friday, Isaiah Rashad dropped his newest album, The House Is Burning, and this is the first time that he has dropped a project in the past five years. He is um, part of Top Dog Entertainment, the label, the same label um, that Kendrick Lamar is on, and he released his new track, The House Is Burning, and uh, this was this carried a lot of hype because obviously it's been five years, and his two previous projects. Um, Sylvia Demo and the Sun's Tirade had massive critical acclaim and then he kind of just went off the face of the earth and no one really knew what was happening. Um, I'm not going to recommend you something from his new album, but I want to recommend um, What's Wrong from the Sun's Tirade and I want to recommend Tranquility as well by Isaiah Rashad. Okay, well, we're going to take a track or two of those just after this. Dre, thanks so much for doing this. Thanks a lot. Thank you.